0: Okay, so we're going to look at our uh, second lesson today, more of some of the stuff they believe. Last, last week we looked at their, uh, some of the history. You guys remember how they got, it's kind of the distant history, more of the modern history. A um, couple things, you know, like any time after you teach, you think, I forgot to say such and such. A couple things I wanted to mention real quickly from last week. You know, because I would mentioned to you that they believe in reincarnation. Um, obviously we know a, a verse to c- to refute that would be Hebrews 9.27 that it's been appointed for man to die once after that the judgment so I think you guys are probably already aware of that but I just wanted to mention that in case Kelly's taking notes I'm
1: writing so, down everything
0: yeah reincarnation always go to Hebrews 9.27 very clear that's No. Okay. one
1: of my students asked me if I believed in reincarnation last week and I was
0: like mm. no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then also we, we talked about um you know, just the idea that <clears throat> of um, th- them along with many of the cults. At some point it seemed like one of their leaders had an, a vision from an angel. And, and we referenced Galatians 1, but I wanted to go back and read it. Because sometimes I take for granted that everybody may be familiar with it, but maybe you're not. So remember, <laughs> one of their leaders had a vision right, from an angel, angel Gabriel. They're the true Israelites, and um, of course they preach a different gospel than Paul preached, and so in Romans chapter one, or uh, Galatians chapter one, Paul says, "I'm amazed that you're so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another, only there are some who are disturbing you want to distort the gospel of Christ, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we preach to you, he is to be accursed." and then he says it again so so we talked about that last week. I just wanted to point that out. <clears throat> Another thing I wanted to point out real quickly is um, I told you that they were King James only. And I, and I bring this up because here's an example. that I've And I've confronted Hezekiah, the leader of the group, about this. I said, if you're going to use the King James, that's fine. But you at least know what some of the words mean <laughs> in it because... Okay, they're very, very rude out on the streets. Very rude, and so people will say, "Man, you guys are rude," and they'll say, "Don't you know that Paul was rude?" And they'll turn to Second Corinthians eleven six. Second Corinthians. Can, can somebody pull a King James up real quick and read Second Corinthians eleven six in a King James? If you. If, but I want you to read. It. I want you to see something. This is just this is a kind of a little thing, but I want to show you because they'll say because they are very rude. I'll say, man, you guys are so rude, you know. And I said, don't you know Paul was rude? <laughs> but this is where they get it, and I want to show you how I corrected them. How you, it's easier to correct them.
1: Yeah. Nevertheless, God um, that com- comforteth those that are cast down comforteth by the coming of Titus. Is
0: that Second Corinthians eleven six?
1: Oh, 11:6. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I don't think this is right. <laughs> okay. okay. But though I be rude in speech, yet not know it, not knowledge, but we have been thoroughly made manifest among you in all things. So they'll
0: just immediately, see, Paul was rude. Rude,
1: <laughs> rude means simple.
0: <laughs> Guys, listen to it in NAS. This is what the word, this is what the rude. the word rude back then had a different meaning. Old English, listen to what it says in NAS. This is what it means. Paul says, "Even if I am unskilled in speech, yet I am not so in knowledge." He's saying, "I'm not a great speaker, but I know what I'm talking about." So that's just that I told the guys, "If you're going to use the King James, use it correctly." Right. We're going to get mad. So yeah, God, God does not want us to be rude. So anyway, that's just some side things, but, but today, guys, kind of getting to some of the heart of the matter. What's the basis for their believing they're Israelites? That's what I want to look at. okay? this is like, really this is kind of really kind of what makes them tick. You could say, what's the basis for, for them believing that they are Israelites? Well, it all goes back to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Now we're not going to read this whole section. I debated on it, but you can go back and read it if you'd like. but Deuteronomy 28 verses 15 through 68 is the passage on the curses, the cursing, cursing. because in, yeah, blessing and curses. And so, basically, God says Deuteronomy. He says to the Israelites, "If you obey me, there's going to be blessings. If you disobey, there's going to be curses." That's the that's the theme of Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight. And so, we're going to go through it. I'm going to show you. We're going to look at several verses and how these verses are fulfilled because they say they say. Basically what they say, because our people were disobedient, they, they, they say our people were disobedient to the law, now we're experiencing these curses that are in Deuteronomy 28. And they say, who else fits this? That's, that's their argument. Who else fits these? They call them prophecies. But these are not prophecies. They're simply blessings for obedience curses for disobedience. That's all God. These are not prophecies for people in the future to say, "Oh, see, we fit this category." And so I'm going to show you, we're going to look and see that this is not talking about the Hebrew Israelites. What because what they say um, we're suffering all these curses because of our disobedience to the most high and so, and so what other people could this be describing other than what we are the the so-called blacks. And so Turn to Deuteronomy 28. Let's just hang out there. We're not going to read the whole chapter or anything, but there's we are going to look at some verses. And the first one we're going to look at is the very last verse. This is their John 3.16 verse. And really this whole chapter, but Deuteronomy 28.68. We're going to start out with this verse, but then we're going to look at other verses. Okay, so what they're saying that Deuteronomy 28.68 is talking about the transatlantic slave trade. This is what they say, okay? The Lord will bring you back to Egypt in ships. By the way, about which I spoke to you, you will never see it again, and there you will offer yourselves for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves, but there will be no buyer. Okay, they mistakenly call this section, again, they call it Prophecy. And they say that it's a textual key in determining who is the true nation of Israel. In case they forgot their identity, we're going to get to that here in a little while. They, because they claim they forgot their identity, but through through this chapter, they're they're being awakened to their true identity. We'll, we'll address that here in just a little while. But this chapter was not intended for that. It's not prophecy. It's simply the blessing and cursing section in the in the law. And so they say that these curses fit them. So let's look at Deuteronomy 28.68 first of all. And then we're going to see some examples in this chapter where it has nothing to do with the transatlantic slave trade. Okay? This is real important. So in Deuteronomy 28.68, we're just going to look at this real clearly just to show you just how they really miss- mishandle God's Word. Because what they say, this is, they say this is describing the Atlantic slave trade back in the 15 to 1800s. You know, there's different dates for it, but where the African slaves were kidnapped and brought to America. And so they say when it says the Lord will bring you back to Egypt in ships, and so obviously they, they automatically say these are slave ships. They will bring you back to Egypt in ships. They, they interpret Egypt figuratively as America. That's convenient. As bondage. So they say they're going to bring you There's all kinds of issues with the way they interpret this, obviously. Because it says they'll bring you back to Egypt. (laughs) And so if they interpret as America, when were they ever brought to America before then? Uh So there's one problem. They'll bring you back to Egypt in ships. By the way, about which I spoke to, you will never see it again. And there you will offer yourselves for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves. But there will be no buyer. So... In this one verse, you can just see just really bad hermeneutics. They interpret ships as literal, but e- e- but Egypt as figurative. Yeah. Now, Egypt, guys, in every other in every other place in this chapter, it means Egypt. It's literal. So why would all of a sudden it mean America or or bondage? Um, and then back again, back to America again. When the when were they ever brought over before? And then it says, but there will be no buyer. But there was a buyer. there were buyers in Africa. matter of fact, you had blacks selling blacks a lot of times. or blacks yeah, blacks selling blacks, black, black even blacks buying blacks. And they say these curses fit them and no other people. Now the curses are throughout this chapter, from 15 to 68. And I've heard them go through these, and it's I mean, some of them, you can say, okay, because it could fit anybody under oppression, But we're going to see guys real quickly. That The very chapter they used to say, see, this proves that we are the ancient Israelites. That it's real easy to debunk. Um, and the thing about it is they say that these curses fit them and no other people. But we do, we do not need to jump to the transatlantic slave trade to find the fulfillment of these curses. That's what we're going to see. They say these curses were fulfilled in the, uh, the so-called... Africans who were kidnapped who were really Israelites. and um, But we're going to see real quickly that, that they're not. You don't have to jump however many thousands of years that would be <laughs> from the time Deuteronomy was written to the 1600s or whatever it is. So let's, let's look at a few of them. I'm just going to show you how they handle this chapter. I've heard them. I've, I've seen them teach it. Deuteronomy 28:49. 49 Let's look at that one for example. It says, The Lord will bring a nation... Against you from afar, from the end of the earth, as the eagle swoops down. <laughs> that's, America. Oh, that's, America,
1: that's America.
0: Don't you know that? Um, yes. As the eagle swoops down a nation whose language you should understand. So that's how they, that guys, this is how they interpret God's word. Now,
1: mine, mine says the Lord will bring a distant nation against you from the end of the earth and it will swoop down on you like a vulture.
0: Okay, well. King James obviously says eagle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, they interpret what's the eagle an emblem of? Freedom. Strength. Mean. So they say, That's obviously talking about America. Okay, do you know, guys, we can actually see in the Bible when this is fulfilled? Somebody read Hosea eight verse one. So I'm gonna have you guys turn to just a few scriptures so I'm not having to turn. Read Hosea eight one. Because they, they they're gonna shout this at you when you're out there. They'll read that verse, see that's America. So somebody read Hosea 8, verse 1. It
1: says, Put the trumpet to your lips like an eagle. The enemy comes against the house of the Lord because they have transgressed my covenant and rebelled against my law.
0: That, That's speaking about Assyria, not America, and it was fulfilled in 722 B.C. So there's one of them. There's one. Sorry, that's not you guys. That's not America. That's not you guys. This has been fulfilled in real life history. The eagle is speaking about Assyria. Because that was fulfilled. Okay, there's one. Because all of these curses, guys, they're curses for being disobedient. And we see we see the nation of Israel being disobedient and taken into captivity. It's fulfilled in Scripture. Okay, here's another one. Exactly, Frank. My goodness. Deuteronomy twenty eight, fifty three. Now this is one. This is one that they actually flat out ignore because they know it doesn't apply to them. Because I've seen them go through this chapter and say, look how this applies and this applies. They just conveniently skip skip this one. Then you shall eat the offspring of your own body. This is cannibalism. The flesh of your sons and of your daughters whom the Lord your God has given you during the siege and the distress by which your enemy will oppress you. So it's speaking about Cannibalism within the nation of Israel mm-hmm. during some of these captivities, when they're because there was it was such famine, right? Such judgment of God that there was starvation going on. You can even see when these are fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Somebody read, yeah. There's there's a couple different ones, and I probably don't even have all of them. Somebody read Second Kings chapter six. Turn to Second Kings six, verses twenty four through thirty one. 2 Kings 6, 24-31. Somebody wouldn't mind reading that.
1: Afterward, Ben-Hadad, King of Syria, mustered his entire army and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria, as they besieged it, until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and the fourth part of a cab of doves dung for 5 shekels of silver. Now as the king of Israel was passing by on, on the wall, a woman cried out to him, saying, Help, my lord, O king, he said, And if the Lord will will not help you, how shall I how shall I help you? From the threshing floor or from the wine press? And the king asked her, What is your trouble? She answered, This woman said to me, Give your son, that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. For we boiled for we boiled my son and ate him, and on the next day I said to her, Give your son, and that we may eat him.
0: Clear, but clear, she, cannibalism.
1: But she had hidden her son. When the king heard the words of the woman, he tore his clothes. Now he was passing by on the wall, and the people looked, and behold, he had sackcloth beneath on his body.
0: So, Second Kings. So, I'm, I, actually, I'm going to start reading these Scriptures so the sermon audio can hear it. <laughs> but it's 2 Kings six twenty four through 31 A clear reference to cannibalism, a fulfillment of these Scriptures. Judgment on Israel for disobedience. Another one is Lamentations. Lamentations, uh, two different verses. Lamentations 2, verse 20. See, O Lord, and look, with whom you have dealt thus. Should women eat their offspring... Their little ones who were born healthy should priests and, and a prophet be slain in the sanctuary of the Lord. So there's some cannibalism. Um, and this is a, a lament in Lamentations for cannibalism that occurred during the fall of Jerusalem in 560 BC. Um, and then, chapter 4, verse 10, here's another reference. The hands of compassionate women boiled their own children, they became food for them. This is judgment. Uh, Israel's idolatry, and there's such famine at the, you know, when these Assyria and and Babylon would come in, take them captive, and just the judgment that fell upon them. This this is a fulfillment of Deuteronomy 28. Not this silliness. But like I said, they just flat out ignore that one. They They didn't even address that one. I was like, hey, why didn't you mention that one? Which one
1: they skip
0: over? The cannibalism. Because they go, they'll they go through Deuteronomy 28 and they say, see how this applies? You know, kind of like the America verse. Mm-hmm. But here, here's some more, guys. Deuteronomy 28.36. Let me read that one. Deuteronomy 28.36. This is a funny one. The Lord will bring you and your king whom you set over you to a nation which neither you knew your fathers known. And there you shall serve other gods, wood and stone. So, in other words, the Lord is going to bring you and your king on the ships to the southern nation. So, you simply ask. If you say this is about the Atlantic slave trade, who is the king? Who is the
1: king that was brought to America?
0: Who is the king that was brought to America? So, there's one guy, a guy in, a guy in Texas, he's, he's one of my references. Uh, Chris Williams, K Dub, he deals with these guys a lot. He said he was talking to a Hebrew Israelite on the phone one time, asked him that very question Who is your king? He said, "Martin Luther King." <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, it's they can't—they don't have an answer, guys, because they can't look at a king who came over on the Atlantic slave trade. But you know what? It's fulfilled in Scripture. Um, we can see a king that was that—at least one reference in Second um, Kings 25:6. We can see King Zedekiah. Uh, Second um, Kings twenty five verse six. This is at least one reference to a king. Second Kings twenty-five six. Then they captured the king and brought him to the king of Babylon at Riblah, and he passed sentence on him. And it's it's the king, Zedekiah. You read that section. So there's um, <laughs> yeah, so if you see me and Adam on Facebook. Anytime I post the Hebrews, I'd like to go Martin Luther King. <laughs> it's kind of an inside joke. <laughs> it's like you don't have an answer. I would ask them that same question: Who's your king? They came over on the ships, and they just conveniently ignore it because it's not in. You know, one of them, but one of them actually tried to say like one of the kings in the Old Testament. I was like, No, we're talking 1600s. Who's the king? Yeah, yeah. And so it makes it's just silliness. Yeah. Here's another problem, guys. Because they say they were taken out of Egypt, brought to America, but this whole context of, 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 of Deuteronomy twenty eight, the whole context is, is that they would be kicked out of their land in Israel. Not Egypt. So nothing about this nothing about this makes sense. Now here's a good one, guys. Here's a one that I call the mic drop. <laughs> <Preach>. <laughs> uh, so they'll have They'll have the Charlie, you've seen those, they'll have the poster boards of the of the slaves, you know, in in uh, yokes around their necks. And they'll say, You did this to our people. You know, who else fulfills this? In Deuteronomy twenty eight, forty eight, turn back over there. Deuteronomy twenty eight forty eight, because it's 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 intimidation. They're coming at you hundred miles an hour, and they have these poster boards with these African Americans with yokes and around their necks, and they'll say, Who else? So in Deuteronomy twenty eight forty eight it says therefore you shall serve your enemies of course that's America right whom the Lord will send against you in hunger and thirst and nakedness that's how our people were treated and in the lack of all things and he will put an iron yoke on your neck until he's destroyed you so they had their poster boards the pictures of the of the slaves and iron yokes around their necks yes funny. And they'll say, "Who else fits this?" What, what's that, Shalal?
1: As you're reading that, I can hear, I can hear the, the person who reads it, and then I can hear the other, the other you know, them all chanting. You know, who is this? You
0: know. Right, right. Read. <laughs> so let me read this. I'm 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 reading this for the purpose of sermon audio. 28 Jeremiah 28:14. Here's the first one, guys. There's going to be several of them here. Well, not several, just a few, but more than one. Jeremiah 28.14, uh, we can see that it's not just, even if even if they were the true Israelites, let's just say they were, listen to what Jeremiah 28.14 says, For the Lord of hosts, for thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put a yoke of iron on the neck of all these nations, that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and they will serve him. Do you know, Israel was not the only nation taken into captivity? That's right. We've already determined they're not, but okay. even if they were. Kind of how empires work. Exactly. But it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. This here, this here, I even have it in my notes. This is the mic drop. That I'm dropping my mic and I'm walking away. <laughs> Two, uh, Jeremiah 27.18. Listen to this. I think I got this right. 27.18, yeah. But if they are prophets, and if the word of the Lord is with them, let them now ret- let them now entreat the Lord of Hosts that the vessels which are left in the house of the Lord in the house of the King of Judah. Uh, that's not the right verse. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Where's the verse? Where's the, verse? Where's the <laughs> mic? Oh, that's not. No, no, no. that's not the mic. I got I wrote the verse down wrong. Ah. Uh, yeah, I will. I will. Uh, I will find it. Still. But it, hey, in case I can't find it because I don't want to spend too much time, it says that the yokes will be put around the necks even Edom. Even Edomites will have yokes around their necks. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, somebody can read along. I, but I don't want to spend too much time on it. But yeah. I'll I, so I I, it. Yeah, and I, yeah. Hmm. <sighs> if you ask Google,
1: <coughs> even Edomites will have yolks around their necks. It'll pop out.
0: Mm-hmm. I would think so. Right. Oh, I cannot believe I wrote that verse down wrong. I've ruined the whole mic drop. <laughs> but trust me, it's in there. <laughs> oh. Okay, so guys, but before we move on. You can even see in Scripture where Israelites were taken back to Egypt. Even back to Egypt. Jeremiah 43. Well, more of you guys can look for that. If not, we'll find it. Even if we don't today, I'll write it down. We'll mention it next time. But Jeremiah 43, verse 5 through 13. We can see, make sure I got that right here, 5 through 13. But Johanan, the son of Kareah, and all the commanders of the forces took the entire remnant of Judah, who had returned from all the nations to which they had been driven away, in order to reside in the land of Judah. The men, the women, the children, the king's daughters, and every person that Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the bodyguard, had left with Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the grandson of Shaphan, together with Jeremiah the prophet, and Barak the son of Neriah, and they entered the land of Egypt. For they did not obey the voice of the Lord, and went as far as the Tappanese. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and Taphanes saying, Take some large stones in your hands, and hide them in the mortar and the brick, and the terrace with the entrance of Pharaoh's palace, and the... Taphanes in the sight of some of the Jews and say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am going to send and get Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant. I am going to set his throne right over these stones that I have hidden and will spread his canopy over them. He will also come and strike the land of Egypt. Those who are meant for death will be given over to death and those for captivity to captivity, sword for sword. And I shall set fire to the temples of the gods of Egypt and he will burn them and take them captive. So he will wrap himself with the land of Egypt as a shepherd wraps himself with his garment and he will depart there from safety. He will also shatter the obelisks of the... Wow, these words. (laughs) Heliopolis, Heliopolis, which is the land of Egypt. But anyway, I don't know if you guys mentioned that, but some of the Israelites went back to Egypt and God judged them for it. But also, also, and I think this may even be more clear, guys, even though it's not in the Bible, Josephus, the Jewish historian Josephus, writes of Emperor Titus sending Jews back on ships to Egypt after the judgment in AD 70. So even though it's not in Scripture, we know know certain Jews went back to Egypt really against God's will. And then we also have in Jewish history of Israelites going back to Egypt on ships Uh, from the historian Josephus who is very, very credible. Has anybody found that verse?
1: No, I am seeing... Of quite the list of curse from in
0: Jeremiah, okay, uh,
1: 17, uh, yeah, 17 to 26. But it's not saying anything in specifically about,
0: yeah, the there's there's name. one that says Edom.
1: <laughs> well, it, Edom is among us, it just doesn't say anything about the, um, uh, it doesn't say anything about the neck,
0: okay, um.
1: I'm still
0: having. Anyway, I'll, but yeah, well, I'll, I'll get that cleared up. Uh, I just I, I jotted something down wrong. But yeah, the, the point is, is these nations, even Edom, had these stalks around their necks. So, Okay, so what about the Jews, guys? Just kind of move on. Those are some things in Deuteronomy that we can see that were fulfilled in Scripture, that we don't have to jump to the Atlantic slave trade to see these things fulfilled, which really defeats. Their whole argument that they're the true Israelites, that they say is proven from Deuteronomy 28. Is it, it made sense so far, guys? Okay. So what about the Jews? Maybe you think. What do they think about what we'd call the real Jews? Well, they despise them, and they say they're masquerading imposters. That's what they say. And they get this from. Let's turn to Revelation. Two different verses in Revelation. These are just some of the things that you'll hear from them. So I'm trying to you know, just cover some of these things. Revelation 2.9. I'm going to read two verses and then we'll give the explanation or context. Which they say, literally they have said we don't believe in context.
1: Line, line.
0: We <laughs> <tell>. <laughs> so Revelation 2.9. This is Jesus' letter to Smyrna. Um, I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich, and the blasphemy by those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. And then Revelation 3 9, basically saying the same thing. Behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie and come then. Okay, so I think, I think those of us who understand the context of the Word of God. That what this is saying, see, they because they think they're the true Israelites, they think that this is referring to those who say they're Jews. But are not. But what it means is there's many who many right who are physically Israelites but are not the true Jews. And Paul clear Paul clarifies this in Romans two. That's what that's what John's talking about, or Jesus is talking about in Revelation is those who say they're Jews, right? Because of their physical lineage. But in the eyes of God, they're really not. And Paul clears this up in Romans 2, verses 28 and 29. For He is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh, but He is a Jew who is one inwardly. Circumcision is that which of the heart by the Spirit, not by the letter, and His praise is not from men, but from God. Do you see how they misinterpret that one? They just just totally twist. I mean, yeah, it's just. I mean, it's just. It's comical, is what it is. But it's. Yeah, it is. And so I'm just trying to give you some of these things, guys, to jot down if you want to jot them down. What about what about them being black and the white man, etc.? Where do they get this? Well, turn to Genesis chapter 25. Genesis chapter twenty five. Genesis twenty five. Verses twenty-four and twenty five to begin with. When her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And it's interesting that it says they're twins. <laughs> now the first came now the first came forth red or ready. And all over like a hairy garment, and they named him Esau. Verse twenty-seven. Okay, <laughs> okay, look. Okay, look uh, so they say I'm going to show you. We're going to look at some more. But they say that the, the, the white man is Esau. Look, look at look at Brady's hairy arms. That's Esau. I'm serious. That's what they do. So they get that that we're Esau. And then verse twenty-seven. Says when the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter. Who, who's the skillful hunter? I don't know any. I don't know any so-called black men are skillful hunters. But there's a lot of white men who like hunting. Oh
1: my <laughs> Really? And you know
0: what I want to say? You know what I want to say because they'll say the. They also say the Native American or Israelites. <laughs> yeah. What is that? What about your, what about the Native Americans?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: This But I'm serious, guys. This is serious. This is how they do it.
1: So
0: like Blake, he's like the perfect example of scope you know. And, and Harry's got hairy <laughs> arms too. Oh they would they would oh and when I had shorts on my legs are here. look they would be like, Look at Esau <laughs> <laughs> I just laugh with them. Preach just the gospel to
1: your
0: them. arms oh just
1: my. <laughs> okay, but,
0: but see but okay so they take and then and then turn to Romans nine guys, this is where they tie it together. This is where they come up with their racist hateful doctrine. You, 9, yeah, this is where they attach it. See? Esau's the, the white man's Esau. Yeah. Harry, right? So that's how they interpret scripture. That's how they interpret scripture. So they look at, you know, they got smooth skin for the most part. We got hairy. So we must be Esau. Right? Edomites
1: are descendants of
0: Esau. Right, right, right. Did
1: you ever tell them, don't twist
0: scripture unless you're going Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But you have to understand who's Satan? I'm Satan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And no, literally, literally, no, you literally, the, literally, 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 doctrinally, they think the white man is the devil. Yes. When it says the devil, mm-hmm. it's not just an insult. But look at Romans nine thirteen. Just as it is written, Jacob I love, but Esau I hated. They'll repeat that about twenty times. Because after all, we're Esau. They determine that because we got hairy arms. Wow. Okay, so this is just how they handle scripture, guys. 9, huh? And so, and so, red. Or at the King James where it says Esau's red, it'll say Ruddy. Ruddy, which means red.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So that's gotta be the white man, right? Because of the hairy arms. And they say, Who turns red? Does the black man turn red when he when he gets mad or angry or in the sun? No, it's the white man. That's how that's how they interpret it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Look at Brady's face. <laughs> He's getting hot. White devil. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Wow. Man, I'm, I'm serious. Red, not that bad. I get red and I'm hairy, so I must be Esau. <laughs> hey, now turn. Let's look at. Listen to. The sun
1: for too
0: long. <laughs> now listen to a verse, guys. Let me read you First 1 Samuel seventeen forty two. Uh, let's see here where you he at Samuel. First 1 Samuel seventeen forty two. Because right, Esau was was ready or red seventeen forty two. <laughs> I hear some of you laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm in I'm in um Second Samuel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, 1 Samuel 1742. This is speaking about David, who was an Israelite. When Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy. So whatever Esau was, David was too. He was good looking. So which is it, man? Are the Edomites ready? Or is the Israelites ready? So David, whatever David was, you know. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of comical. Let's um, see, also you can see, guys, I'm not going to turn there. You can you can jot it down. Lamentations 4-7. Some of the Israelite princes were described as being ready. Okay? So it's not just Esau. And of course, Esau is related to Jacob. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, Lamentations 4 7 describes some of the Israelite princes as also being ready. So they were ready, just like Esau. Why they <laughs> um, and then, what about Jesus being black? What about Jesus being black? Because ultimately, or, I mean, obviously, Jesus, or who, so called Jesus, Yahawashai, that's how they pronounce it, is black. See it doesn't matter. They'll argue with they'll pull the white poster, or the, the poster board out with the with the white Mormon Jesus. Say, Is this your Jesus? I'll be like, No, it's not mine. I don't know who you're talking about. That's not my Jesus. But they pull that out, you know, the, the blonde hair the blonde and the, hair. the blue eyes. Yeah. And then they'll pull out this they'll pull out this other board with this angry black man with a white afro and and eyes. You remember, and you remember that And they'll say, This is Yahweh Shai. And I'm like, no, that's an idol, just like that other one.
1: Yeah.
0: And so this is where they get it. Wow. Revelation one thirteen through fifteen. Now I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to read um, John MacArthur's notes on that because it just it describes it. It's kind of what it's talking about. Because it's very clear, he's not talking about <laughs> what color he is. Okay, Revelation 1, thirteen through fifteen. In the middle of the lampstands, I saw one like a son of man, clothed in a robe, reaching to the feet, and girded across his chest with a golden sash. And his head and hair were white like wool. Who else has hair like wool? Does the white man have hair like wool? No. The so-called black man. The Israelites have hair like wool. And they say, look at our hair. It's it's like wool. It's wooly. What's funny, hey, what's funny is it says his head and his hair were white. So if you're going to interpret literally, his head was white too. But they missed that part. So white like wool, like snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire. They say it's like a flame of fire because he was a drunk man. <laughs> he, yeah, he was drinking. Yeah, didn't you know? Yahowashai, <laughs> Yahowashai was drinking. You know when your when your eyes get. I'm serious, man. Your eyes get red. Yahowashai because he's angry. He's coming back for Edomites. His his feet were like burnished bron- His feet were like burnished bronze. What color? Burnished bronze. It's like the, it's like the black man. Their bronze. posters are really... I mean, they'll, they'll pull posters out posters. Yeah. Hey, yeah, we're, 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 so like Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. he yeah. bronze. It's like... <laughs> that's right, right, right. But I'm telling you, that's how they... But listen, guys. <laughs> but listen, listen. let's let's And this is the stuff I would tell them. I laughed at them first. Well, yeah. I did. <laughs> when you got 12 of them chanting. Oh, well, yeah. But, um... According to the Gospels, this is the. Uh, da, 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 hold on, just I just want to. I just want because this is really what it means. When, when his hair is white like wool, white does not refer to a flat white color, but a blazing, glowing white light. And it's a his eyes being the flame of fire. It's you know it's like I tell people that means that Christ's eyes can look into your soul. Right. And the and the whole the white like wool is a reference to his his deity, his purity. And that's what I would tell them, guys. It's this is not describing what Jesus looks like. It's describing what he is like. I said it also says a sharp sword comes out of his mouth. Does that mean like he's <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, he's got to up. Or he's a, or he, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's the bread of life. I would say, does, wow. is Jesus a loaf of bread? You know, but it's just silliness. So that's where they get it. That's where they get Jesus is black from that, and that he also wasn't only black, but drunk. Yeah, it's, it's crazy stuff, guys. So what's the? <laughs> what, what was that? Rachel? Angela said
1: something earlier about. So so there so their Jesus
0: is a drunk, a sinner. Oh yeah, but it's okay to be drunk. Remember the guy we talked yeah, to? <laughs> to you can't make sense of it, Angela. Yeah, yeah. Don't that. even try.
1: Yeah, it's okay to. It's okay. It's okay to be drunk. It's okay to be drunk. Trust me.
0: <laughs> it's, it's okay yeah I'm just telling you what they <laughs> yeah, and his so, argument that day, Brady was that uh, was
1: that he wasn't drunk in the moment it's okay to drink and be drunk often but it's not okay to be it's, drunk i the kind of, the kind of like yeah the so often but not
0: yeah, because you know, drummers, like throwback. Throwback. That's the version <laughs> at him. He would say,
1: nah, he, he, was was drunk. He, he would say, "I'm not drunk, and he
0: had a cigar." So here's here's another question, guys. So what's the, and this was asked last week. I think Kelsey asked it, but i want to answer it a little further. What's so when you see them on the streets? Because remember, not all Hebrew Israelite groups go on the streets. These are the One West groups that we talked about last week. So frank that 's in that first lesson, just kind of history of this so the one we see on the streets they're they 're from one west it 's an address up in Harlem but they 're the really aggressive ones, the radical ones um, so what's the what 's the point because I asked them that the first time because I, I didn't know I was like, "What is your point I said, "I know why I 'm out here. I have good news what 's your point? Yeah well, this is their point. So when you see them on the streets they're they 're there to awaken their people to their true identity. And this is this is the verse where they get this from. It's Deuteronomy 32, 26. Again, they twist it. They twist the meaning of it. This is part of God's judgment on Israel. He said, I would have said, I will cut them to pieces. He says this, this line right here. He says, I will remove the memory of them from men. In other words, it's almost like, I will remove the memory of Israel from men. You know, that they're going to be... Uh, People's going to forget about them, in other words. Um, that they're going to be judged so severely that they're not even going to be a thought in people's minds. That's, that's kind of what he's saying. I'm going to judge Israel, my people, for their sin. But the way they interpret it is not that people will forget about them, but they're going to forget their, their, their true identity. That's where they get that from. They'll quote that verse. I'm like, that has nothing to do with what that verse is talking about. That's God's judgment on Israel. He's going to make them a... What's the word I'm thinking of? He's going to make them a... He's going to make Israel a... I can't remember the word I'm thinking of. Not even an afterthought, not even an afterthought type deal. That's why they're not like Exactly. And I'll say, let me read to you in context. And he, he said to me, oh. Frank, he said, we don't believe in context. And I, I agree. He I said, there's a problem yeah, exactly, and 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 so, but they the way they interpret that, they'll say they interpret that 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 we have forgotten our identity. <laughs> so it's just very convenient, right? And so that's what they're doing on the street and on YouTube and all these is they're there to awaken their people to their true identity. You think you're just an African American because that yeah. you've been lied to. You're from
1: the Lost Tribe of Israel. Right, right. Really so that's what they're
0: doing. They're out there. They're out there awakening their people. Shiloh can tell you because Shiloh and their and their and their doctrine is a, is an Israelite because it's his dad is a Hispanic, and so so that's what they're out there doing. They see a young, for example, a young African American African American walking by, and you know they say because it's got to come from your father's side, and if they can determine that his father is what we'd call African-American, that no, he's actually an Israelite. You're actually an Israelite. You're special in God's sight. And God hates Edomites. And on and on and on. And think of it. Think of it, guys. We talked about it last week. We'll talk about it more. But think about you're an unregenerate young man. Okay? And you're full of lust. You're full of hate. Like in, like an unregenerate young man. And, and, and especially with all the racial tension in our day. And now all of a sudden you're being told that
1: it, this fits this like fits right into in absolutely. The yes. theory. That's why these groups
0: have really grown over the last three the entire,
1: years. The entire basis of
0: critical theory is yes. the the It's like I texted Shallow yesterday. We were talking about them. Think about this. You mean I? You mean first of all that I'm an Israelite? God loves me. God hates my enemies. So I can serve a God who allows me to hate my enemies, allows me to be drunk, allows me to. Be all kinds of involved in all kinds of immorality. These guys are—they're—they're they're very immoral um, because they're unregenerate, um, and on and on and on. What it, that appeals to somebody who is unregenerate, and so then they see this this group of masculine men being using the Bible, and and they get sucked in, and they're unregenerate, and they, and, there's, and there's a belonging there, and most of these guys have been involved, raised in. Some form of Christianity. A church. In the church. Almost all these guys have been raised in the church, but it was a lot of health and wealth, prosperity gospels that even they knew wasn't true. And then they see a man who can quote Scripture and, and is strong, and they think, oh, this is the truth. And that's what they call it. They, they call it the truth. Their whole movement, they say, yeah, until I encountered the truth, I didn't realize this. But that's their point. They're out there, that's their, they're out there to wake up their people. It's, it's scary stuff
1: perfect recipe. Like, you grew up in a prosperity gospel church, but you've grown up in poverty yeah. your whole life. And then you have this critical theory that's telling you you're in poverty because mm-hmm. you're being oppressed. You're being oppressed. And then these Hebrew Israelites come along. And say,
0: God hates your oppressors. Yeah, And it's okay for you to hate your oppressors. Yep. And all these things. And it just appeals it's to the just, flesh. It appeals to the flesh. It's so we'll look at one more thing real quickly, guys. I'm thinking this may be a four deal, four-time deal, not a three. Where you gotta find the, the
1: mic
0: drop verse? Oh, I will. Oh, and, and and for those listening on sermon audio, for those who are listening on sermon audio, I will find that verse and we'll I'll write it down for next time because it, it is a it's either a, it's either in the verse or it's it's in the surrounding verses and I can you know but it's a Edom eat eat'em is eat will have yolks around their necks and so that destroys their whole deal but it gets better towards the end of this whole like on in, in, our, in our last and our last lesson whether it's lesson three or four you'll see you'll see something Paul says that destroys their entire teaching. We'll save that for the very last. And I've heard vocab Malone walk up to them and share them that teaching, and they just—they've been commanded not to speak to him because they're afraid of the truth. Um, what about their eschatology? Real quickly, we'll finish here. <laughs> Trying not to laugh. I mentioned some of it to you last week, but the one—the one West groups believe that when the U.S. falls, because the the U.S. is, you know, that is. Uh, I mean, although we would agree as Christians, the U.S. is—it's it's evil. It's under God's judgment, but that's not the way they—they they see it. As just you know, um, evil in the sense of because um, they've enslaved God's people. So when the, one, when, when, when the U.S. falls, Yahushai, who is Christ or Jesus, you're Jesus, but Shai will return and enslave all non-Israelite peoples. Okay, so they, they rant on slavery. Guys, they're not against slavery. It's just the wrong people have been enslaved. Mm-hmm. So, so the U.S. will fall by nuclear winter, meaning you know, the effects of a nuclear bomb and the effects after that. That's how, that's how America will fall. All the verses in the Bible where it talks about eternal fire, it's talking about a nuclear bomb that's going to destroy America.
1: Oh, I bet
0: they're loving the talk of. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. See? Yep. White devil. yep. 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 Israelites. Listen to this, guys. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know what I'm fixing to say. Israelites will escape via spaceships what? manned by black angels.
1: <laughs> you <They laughs> see their posters? Their posters will have.
0: They get excited UFOs and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, they do. They're they're real. I told you. To you see, they were to hide
0: escape. Good question. So Rachel said, "Escape to where the ships will transport Israel these Israelites to Israel, to their land."
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Here it is, guys.
0: Here to get. Listen, the the spaceships manned by black angels will get the Israelites in America, and 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 fly them to Israel, where they will begin their one thousand year reign with other nations as their slaves.
1: not a rocket, a spaceship. Yeah. Because rockets
0: away. So at the... Huh?
1: It's so not yeah. like a
0: rocket yeah. spaceship. Like a, space.
1: like a UFO? A
0: yeah, it's like a, a, probably a saucer. I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but at the end of the... So they believe in a literal thousand year millennium, but it's where all the nations will be their slaves. And then at the end of the millennium, all Edomites will be annihilated. So. Wow,
1: I'm going to wipe this off,
0: huh? And then all other non-Israelite nations will be reincarnation, reincarnated to serve Israel for all eternity.
1: Like
0: Chinese, huh? Oh no, Chinese the tri- are the Moabites. Yeah. but they won't be annihilated like the like the Edomites. They'll just be reincarnated to serve them. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna. Oh, just a couple more things, guys. Yeah, a couple more on the top of this page, and we're going to stop. They believe that the white man is the devil, literally, literally. And then, and then one of the one of the um, one West groups. They're called the GMS. They're, they're called the Great Millstone Group. Great, I forget what S group. Great Millstone. Um, but anyway, they believe in what's called a rape doctrine. A rape doctrine. They teach this that. That in the millennium, in the kingdom, they call it the kingdom. They didn't call it the in the kingdom that Israelites. It'll be okay for Israelites to rape, torture, and even kill Edomite women. And they've even been they've even been caught on video saying, "I don't think there'll be any problem to start now." I've seen it. These men are full. They're. I mean, it's satanic. It's going to be wicked, wicked, wicked. So that'll be acceptable in the kingdom they teach. GMA. As. GMS, yeah. As long, as long as it is an Israelite towards a non-Israelite. So I know as Edomites, maybe just all anybody that's not an Israelite, just don't be doing that to an Israelite. That's, I mean, that's the stuff. That stuff is wicked.
1: The Israelites are all colored people, right? Yeah, it's I it's. Mean, it's so so they've got their tribe. Of well, it's
0: that, yeah, that's right. You weren't in here last week, and I, I gave the twelve tribes chart, so, so I've got that.
1: But not like Chinese and yeah, like the Asians,
0: like the like the Asians, Asian. they're they're Moabites. Just Asians? Is that? I, I believe so. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy, and yeah, they're it's it's crazy. But, so that then the next time we're going to look at some biblical truth in the Old Testament. We're going to look at a lot of scripture and just see throughout the scripture of all these verses that God includes those, these other nations, and so. Yeah, that's some wicked stuff. But you can see from their teachings of Deuteronomy that it's it's just really kind of silly that this stuff has already been fulfilled. Wow. You know, it, it was through the... He, right? He warned them. Moses warned them. If you disobey, these are the curses that's going to come. And they came. They came many most of the times through Babylon and Assyria. Yeah. That's where these things were fulfilled. And like Josephus said, after AD 70, the emperor transported many... Israelites on ships back to Egypt. And so, we'll stop there. I will find that verse <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the, uh, the Edomites being in stocks. I was just
1: I looking know, through you. Jeremiah as in the book,
0: though. I think it's Jeremiah, but I'll, I'll find it. Because you know. it, it, these are maybe in my other notes, but I'll, I'll find it. do use King James, <laughs> how do they take the verses, you know, as far as Christians. Oh yeah, I've I've read that to him. I've read the fruit of the spirit to him. But anyway, we'll we'll finish there, guys. We'll pick up next time.